What's up, guys? Welcome back to Musical Chairs. Today, we're joined by Lady Massilo. Um, plays the melodica. She's from um, Johannesburg, South Africa. And uh, today, we're going to be using her. So, um, Miss Lady, what instruments do you play? Um, and if you have more than one, you can just name all of them. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I'm very excited to be in conversation with you. Um, so Christina is one of my melodica students at the Savannah Music Festival Jazz Academy, and I've had a really great time teaching her. She's picked up everything so quickly. Um, so yeah, as she mentioned, I play some melodica. Um, I'm also, my main instrument is the voice. I am a vocalist. I do jazz singing, um, and also sing um, South African folk music. Uh, I also do play some piano, um, although I will say uh, a little amateurish, but I do play <laughs> the piano as well and some guitar. Um, I mostly learned uh, those instruments because I am a songwriter, composer, so I wanted to have something where I could express music past just singing it. So what got you into being a musician? Like, was it kind of just like, the culture that you wanted to learn about or was it kind of just something that like inspired you to start playing instruments yeah yeah um so I it, it's always an interesting question for me when people ask me like you know when did you start singing I think that's like one of the questions I still don't have an answer for because it's something that I just always done um, I don't remember a time where I was not the family singer or when I was not just like singing um, but I specifically remember when I was about nine or 10, uh, when I was in fourth grade. So I was nine years old at the time. And um, I was obsessed with Britney Spears. Um, and I was obsessed with Alicia Keys. Those were my two favorite people. But my dad, who had like played um, guitar, classical guitar, took me to, used to take me to music stores with him. And the first time he allowed me to buy a music book, it was a Britney Spears book. And it was, you know, all the sheet music, but I obviously couldn't play it. I just used to use it for the lyrics. But the next time I went to the music store, I wanted an Alicia Keys book. And as soon as I got that, I think everything just like my musical world opened because I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be exactly like Alicia Keys. I am going to sing, I'm going to write songs, and I'm going to play piano. So somebody better get me into some piano classes. <laughs> um, and so I did some piano lessons at school around that time. And I, I, at first I was teaching myself. My parents got me a keyboard and I started teaching myself um, I didn't, we didn't have like YouTube in the way that it exists now. So I had like a really comprehensive book and I learned how to play some piano and I used to just write songs and sing. But to, for it to become my career, um, that kind of happened like around ninth grade, somewhere around that period. Um, I really wanted to become a musician, but at home it wasn't encouraged. So my mom was like, you need to get a profession first because music is not a job. You need to like get a job. So I went to college for sociology and international relations because that was going to give me a job. And while I was in college, I was like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm unhappy and I just want to sing and write music and be on stage and teach. Um, so then after I graduated from my first degree, then I came into music school and now it's my career. Yeah. Um, what was like? What was your first instrument option? Like, 
when you first got into music, was it always like vocalists and like the instruments that you play now, or did you have like other options? And the more that you like, the more that your music career grew, the more options, like the more you changed it. Um, what you yeah. So I always sang. Um, like I was saying, that was I don't even think of that as like something that is outside of me. Singing is just who I am. But um, so I mentioned a bit earlier that my dad played guitar. So for my seventh birthday, I got uh, they bought me a, a guitar to start learning how to play guitar. Um, and I was super, super excited. And I started like he started teaching me and I did like maybe like three or four lessons. And then I was like, yeah, I don't like the guitar. My fingers are getting way too sore. So then I stopped. Um, and then a few years later, I, I got into piano and I fell in love with that. I wish I, I stayed playing piano seriously. Um, I did more classical um, and it, it made sense for me to play piano and be a singer because of this type of stuff I like listening to and playing. So, yeah. So being that it's part of like the African-American culture, um, specifically jazz, was, was that kind of like a, like a driving force to made you want to continue pursuing music, like the fact that it was part of like your culture and that you wanted to learn more about that? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not African-American. Um, I am obviously, as we mentioned, and as you can probably hear, um, I, I got into jazz, I would say more especially like as a profession, um, much older than a lot of people. Uh, while I was in college, I had a lot of friends who did jazz. So around when I was 17, I had a lot of friends who did jazz and I fell in love with it as a discipline of like studying music because I felt like jazz for me really balanced out, you know, popular music as well as the intellectual type of music. Like jazz is a very, you, you have to be smart <laughs> to be a jazz musician. Um, and not necessarily smart in the way that people think smart is in the Western tradition, but you you have to know, you have to be able to hear the music, you have to be able to sing the music, even if you're not a singer. So I fell in love with it in that way. But also, I did grow up listening to a lot of, so South Africa has a very strong um, jazz history and jazz culture. Um, and, you know, obviously, like, because of the history of jazz and stuff, a lot of uh, a lot of the music has African roots in it. Most of the music has like African roots in it. So there were so many similarities. I grew up listening to South African jazz all the time. Um, I used to go to like jazz festivals with my dad and it became a very integral thing. Again, similar to my singing, ja um, jazz was not something external. Like I can't be picked up jazz. It's just something that was there in my childhood. Um, and I only really noticed it in a way of like, oh, I want to study it when I was much older, but it had always been there. So like when you grew up, uh, like, is it, like you said, your dad played the guitar, but did like, any, did he play any other instruments? Like, did you have any siblings who played instruments or was it kind of just you? And did you kind of like start that, like, like going to music or was it like inspired by like parents or, and or siblings? Yeah. So, um, I lived with my dad until I was about eight years old. Um, so after after that, he wasn't really around in the household. Um, but the gift of music is like something that he left with me and my brother. My mom is not a musician like at all. Like she sings, shame, like she tries <laughs> her best. Um, but she's like very far from being a musician. 
Um, my brother started learning guitar and he, he was similar to you, Christina, in that like he picked it up and he was just like picking up things really quickly and really interested and got good at it really fast. Um, so it was just like me and my brother, but mostly me. I think I've always been more of the musician in the family. Um, the rest of my family is not musical, really. Nobody really plays instruments. I've got an aunt like who, who sings as well. Um, but everyone else just like does normal people stuff. <laughs> so, so did you do any like traveling like in the like in the music business? Like, um, like have you been to different places performing music or just like to like travel in general? And the, if you did travel, like did you kind of pick up like or just learn about different music traditions from different places in the world? Yeah, um, so I haven't. Oh, traveled like the world in that way the only two countries I've actually been to are Jahan or South Africa and the US so the first time I came first time I left my home country was in 2018 when I came here to do my auditions um and I was in Boston and then I went down to New York and I went to Texas and I yeah and I went to Texas those were the three places I went to um and on those audition tours it was like interesting because also Jazz in itself, America is such a big country, right? And there's so many different states in that, like, you know, jazz in New York is sound the same as jazz in Los Angeles or jazz in Texas. So that was, like, my first real um, taste of, like, jazz in different contexts. But also, like, when I was back home, we also have, like, all these different regions where the music kind of manifests itself in very different ways. Like, in... Cape Town, for example, there's like Cape Jazz um, and Cape Jazz sounds very different to like when you go in a city. Cape Town is like on the coast. It sounds very different to like when you go in the city where you have more um, more contemporary, very like electronic sounding music. So that was like something interesting for me. Um, and then when I came to do my studies, I've had the opportunity to really travel, which has been really great for me, travel around America at least. Um, I went to DC at the Kennedy Center and I did the Betty Carter Jazz Ahead program, which is this program where they get um, jazz musicians from around the world to come in for two weeks. And all you're doing is literally playing music and you are playing music. You have these mentors like Dee Dee Bridgewater was the vocalist that was there. Um, Jason Moran runs the program. You had um, Marcus Prince. You just have like these really great musicians just sitting in on all your rehearsals. So you're just playing jazz every day you wake up you like do a masterclass and then you you play jazz or you play music and then you go to sleep or you you hang out and you repeat for two weeks. Um, and that was really interesting because you had, like I had friends from like Norway who were in this program, friends from Germany, friends from South Africa at, and so by myself and, you know, people from all over the States, which was also really interesting. Um, and then when I went to LA as well, I really loved that experience because it was such a different scene to what I've experienced in Boston, which is where I am now, in that, you know, it was much, the places that I was in, it was a much more organic form of jazz than what we experienced in music conservatories, where like most of those people learned because they were playing. They didn't learn because they went to school for it and they had to do assignments and blah, blah, blah. They learned because, hey, my dad plays jazz, so I'm going to go to clubs with him and then I'm going to learn and then, yeah. Was there ever a point in your life where you wasn't weren't sure about pursuing music? Like, um, 
you went to college for something that wasn't music, but there was ever was there ever like a point before that where you kind of just like I don't know if I'm sure about pursuing music. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when, like I'd mentioned, when I was in high school, I, I'm a person that, like, does a lot of things, um, and it's, I don't know, I do a lot of things, and I can be good at a lot of things as well, so, like, when I was in high school, for example, I did a lot of Model UN, I don't know if you know what that is, um, but it's basically, like, kind of, like, debating, but also just, like, negotiating if you've heard of the United Nations, it's basically all these countries that come together and try to find solutions for world problems. So Model UN is like, you're all acting like all these different countries. And I used to love doing Model UN and I was pretty good at it. And it was something I was like, well, that's, if I have to not go into music, I guess here is an option for me to step into that space. Um, And especially because it was not encouraged at home. Like one of the big things was like, oh, you're going to become like a drug addict if you go into music. That's what I'm worried about. So if you go into music, are you going to, I remember when I told my, finally told my mom that I've decided that this is going to be my career. She was like, are you going to be one of those like hobos on the street with like a guitar and like a bat, like a knapsack? And and I was like, literally relax. It's not, <laughs> it's not that deep. But I think, you know, those doubts, tend to come in and out and especially when you're you're not from the musical world and when you haven't seen people around you be successful at it there can be moments where you're like oh I don't know if this is for me I don't know if this is going to happen but I think you know especially like I was saying when I got to my last college and when I finished there was just so much clarity that like this is what I need to be doing it's you know, I, I believe so much in purpose and, you know, you can, I could do anything. I, I could become a, a tennis player if I wanted to, maybe not a tennis player, but like if I really put my mind to it, maybe um, like I could become a tennis player. I could become, you know, a, a, a lawyer or whatever, but that might not be my purpose. And for me, it feels like this is what my purpose is. And even if I try to move away from it, I'll always get pulled back into it. So yeah, that was kind of, that's kind of where I am with that. So this is the uh, last question that I have. Um, do you have any like specific goals that you're reaching for your music, or do you kind of just want to like share it with other people and just like have other people hear it? Yeah. Oh, I definitely do have um, a lot of goals with my music. I mean, one of you know the important things for me is that. I'm so blessed to have this gift of being able to communicate to anyone and everyone through music. Um, I, I, it's such a cliche when people are like, oh, music's a universal language. It's like, okay, we get it. Um, but, <laughs> but it really is. And I'm so blessed to be able to have that platform. I have a deep passion for giving, especially women and girls, for giving them opportunities to be empowered to do whatever they want to do. So whether you want to be a scientist or you want to be a musician or you want to be a lawyer, I don't think everybody at the, in, in the way that the world is right now, not everybody has the opportunity to be whatever they want to be. And I want to use my music to be able to bring forward and give them platforms to do that. Um, I actually have an organization in South Africa foundation called the Dreaming Girls Foundation. 
And our sole purpose is to give girls the resources they need, the mentoring they need, the networks that they need so that they're able to step into spaces that they want to step into without feeling like, oh, but you know, I don't, I go to like a, a worse off school so I don't get to meet certain people or I don't get to go to certain camps so I don't get to do certain, like everybody should be able to, I guess, reach for their dreams if they want to. So that's like one of the main things for me, but also like I genuinely just find so much joy and happiness in being on stage and singing and telling stories and sharing in just sharing in emotions and energies as the people that I am performing for. So I want to definitely do a lot of that as well, just like touring and recording and singing. And I also really love teaching. Like I love working with young people and I love um, seeing people grow and get better and find passion in things that I'm also passionate about. So, yeah. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. It's been a really great time. Um, and uh, I hope everybody who's listening is um, having a good time and being inspired. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have an amazing day. And I'll see you guys next Tuesday.